The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. You can find more shows like this at professionalcasual.com. We'd also like to send a special birthday thanks to our boy, our friend, the love of my life, Craiger, from the Wreck My Podcast podcast, which you can find, you know, some other place that's not here. I love you, Craiger. Happy birthday. We share the same birthday. I hope that means as much to you as it does to me. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and squirrels, welcome to the only podcast on planet god dang earth where we pick from anything and everything to face off in an eight subject bracket elimination tournament this is elite eight showdown i am your host big chuck and i am joined as always by my comrade my cohort my co-conspirator more importantly my co-host tim his last name is where they wear the fancy pants france tim i'd ask you how you're doing and i'd get into plugs but we have something very important that we need to discuss yeah right off the bat uh research team last week for those of you who might not remember timothy of the research team i fired him (laughs) yeah tim i gave him the old the old keister kick out the door for not agreeing with your decisions yeah Uh, and i said we don't need that kind of negativity in here i on tim's behalf will fire your ass get the fuck out that's what I said, Tim. On on your behalf, I did it for you. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I I was unaware I was involved in that. Yeah, you were. You were. Uh huh. There were people who were saying it was solely your fault. I defended you and said, no, Tim, it wasn't. It was not your fault. It was Timothy, the research team's fault. Research team guy, I should say. But come to find out, the research team, uh, they went on strike this week, Tim. They've been picketing outside the arena all week for Timothy's job. They think justice for Timothy, they keep saying. Mr. France, I'll be honest. I, I, I he, can, he can go suck a big fatty. Timothy's never, never going to get his job back. Well, I mean, possibly. You see, Tim, I am, if I am nothing, I am a man of opportunity. And I feel like instead of just giving Tim timothy the researcher his job back that he doesn't rightfully deserve anyway Hmm. i give him an opportunity to not only win tim his job back but also be crowned the backyard deathmatch champion that's right stepping into the arena we have got it all set up betty white's already in the arena uh their music her music is already playing that's right tim i actually took your entire monthly salary and had black sabbath get back together to record iron man one last time they uh if you listen carefully they it is already playing it goes like uh something like this i am betty white White. I'm not sure why they didn't bring any instruments, Tim. Uh, they seem to only be doing it a cappella. I, I was curious uh, on a number of reasons. Number one, why HR has been calling me on the hour, by the hour, uh-huh. and uh-huh. also why I haven't been paid yet. This is putting a lot of things into perspective. <laughs> I mean, it, Tim, we have to spend money to make money, and uh, it's okay. It's fine. I told them, don't worry about it. Uh, he's fine with it, so... 
uh, you went in, uh, went ahead and just purchased this for us. Frankly, Tim, thank you. I, I really appreciate it. Now, I did get to talk to Betty White a little earlier today. Uh, asked her, you know, how the champ was feeling. She didn't say much, Tim. She kind of just stared me dead into my eyes. Um, it was, frankly, really uncomfortable. But she is America grandma's. No, she's not. She's America's grandma. She's not a grandma. She is America's grandma, known to her victims as the Park Oak, Illinois murderer. She's the Golden Girls era Betty White, a two in O, or I guess technically one in O, one in O champion. This will, I mean, Tim, come on, this is going to be two and O for, for sure. However, this time around, Tim, if we take a good look, Betty White's not actually wearing any armor. Uh, she has the actual suit that Tony Stark wore in the movie. Uh, during the uh, takeover scene, I believe from uh, Civil War, it's a very nice Armani suit with the uh, little hmm. hand gauntlet energy thing. I asked her why, Tim. She said, quote, I don't want to get that little bitch's blood on the good armor. Oh. Yeah. So Betty White here to fight, Tim. Here to fight. You know what? Let's let's just do it. Let's just bring Timothy out. Did you uh, did you did, did you clear this? Uh, is the union okay with Timothy being in a death match? What? What union? The union, the union, the, the research team union. The research team. I was also unaware that we could fire him. The hell are you, t- hold on, hold on. Uh, let's, can we get the legal team? Uh, Birdstein, Birdstein and Peck, the legal eagles. <laughs> That's right. Oh, there it is. Love it. Uh, boys, wait, what? We can't legally make him fight for his job? Tim, what? How come you didn't clear? How come? How come you didn't tell me this before? I mean, this is the first I'm hearing that any of this was happening. <clears throat> well, you know, I solely blame the research team. They, along with getting my tacos every day, are supposed to bring you the notes. I've I've Seems literally like... never received notes before on this show. Oh, I'm very surprised that our HR department, first off, is super quick to get uh, in touch with me on the complexities of Timothy from the research team fighting in a death match, but is also apparently super okay with other people authorizing uh, my paycheck to be redistributed. I mean, it was a gift, Tim. Okay. You gifted that to that's uh, okay. Look, other businesses do it. We got to make, we got to spend money to make money, Tim. Okay. That's uh, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about your paycheck later. You're going to get paid Calm down, you little simp bitch, okay? I'm being told, I am being told by Birdstein, Birdstein, and Peck, the legal eagles, <laughs> that uh, we are not actually allowed to, uh, yeah, to make him fight. I got I gotta be honest, boys. I'm a little, I'm a little, little upset that you're coming to me about this now. You know what, though? Those guys got rounds. Tim, those guys got rounds next week uh, at the, uh, the old, the old Elite Eight Showdown uh, dart tournament. Oh. Held every, yeah, every Tuesday down at the Shattered Skull Brewery. Of course, go check out Shattered Skull Brewery, where they are serving the signature Elite Eight Showdown Shattered Skull Backyard Deathmatch Championship Brew. Tim, yes, that's right. We have our first official sponsor, which you can find on the front of our can of our new logo, Tim. Did you see the logo? Um, I, I did. I think. Yeah. 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 Tim, you paid for it. I did. Uh, Wait, I did? Yeah. Yes, you did, Tim. You paid for it. I used your paycheck last month for it. So, uh, thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, of course, as always, 
you could help Tim make sure he gets a paycheck at patreon.com slash professional casual. Throw us a couple of bucks and maybe Tim could put food on his table for his family. So Tim, I'm not really sure what the fuck we're supposed to do here. Timothy already standing in the ring. looks like he's already pissed himself in complete and utter fear of Betty White just staring him down. Uh, the ref's out there telling telling him this can't happen. I guess I guess Betty Betty White wins by forfeit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's Yeah. Wait, we're not well, we're I, not paying a purse out to her for winning by forfeit, are we? Um no, yeah. Actually, uh, Tim, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I actually gave her a lot more money, kind of the other half of your paycheck, uh to really do some damage to to Timothy. So, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, so she's going to get paid a lot because technically she's still going to. And fr- do you you know what, Tim? I'll make you a deal. You want to go down there and tell her she lost and strip the belt from her. Uh, you can go right ahead and do it. Um, uh, all right. That's that's <laughs> fine, I guess. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess, I guess uh, the forfeit will, will go through Betty White now 2-0. And I guess we have to hire back Timothy, the research guy. Yeah, I, I don't, oh. I don't believe we could have fired him. So I, I think he's been employed this whole time. I got to be honest, Tim. I this really, this just really put a, put a damper on my whole on this whole episode for me. If uh, maybe if Betty White uh, has the bell rung, yeah, oh, it has rung. Betty White, Betty White, do it! Kick him in the dick, Betty White! Kick him in the dick! She did it! She kicked him straight in the dick, Tim! The crowd goes insane. Um, sorry. <clears throat> well, I guess that's the show, everybody, because the research team was on strike this week, and uh, we don't have a bracket. So, um, they, I, yeah. I, I I do have something we could we could use. I sometimes, you know, after listening to the podcast, uh, which I do before bed, I'll, I'll dream up my own brackets and I'll I'll write them in my dream journal and. Uh, I happen to have my dream journal on me. We could use one out of there. I, you know, you know, people ask why, why aren't, why did you bring on Tim? His last name is where they wear the fancy pants, France on. And this is the very reason Tim bringing just Captain Clutch himself sliding in, grabbing the Indiana Jones hat before the door closes, bringing in his own bracket for us today. Tim, what is our bracket? Um, the bracket is um, things that were really hard in middle school and high school while you were a chubby kid. What when I was when I was a chubby kid? No, Tim? like like when I was, or oh, I guess when you know how like everyone's a chubby fat kid at some point in high school. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's what I was. I was told that everyone everyone kind of goes through that. I think. Uh, Bird scene, and Peck, the legal eagles. <laughs> You, uh, you guys got, got anything else? No? Okay, I guess we're doing it. Let's throw it right into the first bracket. Tim, this bracket is sponsored by our Twitter. Go ahead and follow us on Twitter at Top Tier Casual. Tim, what is the first bracket? Uh, so the, the first bracket is actually, uh, two things kind of from the same category. You know how, like, after gym class, uh, you had to shower, but like you had to do it in front of other people, and so you wouldn't, or like you'd like wear a towel in there and just get just your head wet a little bit, and then and then not really shower the rest of the time. 
and then just go change and be sweaty and gross the rest of the day. Versus the co-ed swim unit in gym class. Uh, obviously fine if it, if it was just the guys playing water polo and doing laps, but I, I always got sick during the co-ed swim unit. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, funny that you should bring this up, Tim. The swim unit, I was all for. Bit of a bit of a aquatic enthusiast, if you will. Uh, Love jumping in and stuff. But we did have a strict rule, Tim. No t-shirts on in the pool. Yeah, I didn't like that rule. Yeah, yeah, you had to go ahead and cover up. A funny, fun, fun little story for you here. One time, while there were, I guess you could call them individuals sitting on the uh, sidelines because they were sick. I was going in right in, you know, swimming around, stuff like that. One of the kids goes, how come Charlie's allowed to be swimming? That was, of course, before I became the man we you know today as Big Chuck. How come he's allowed to swim with a t-shirt on? That's bullshit. And I was like, I'm not swimming with a t-shirt on, all right? I just have a lot of body hair. Have a little goddamn respect, is what I yelled back at him. Apparently for uh, two, two swim classes worth, people thought I was wearing a shirt, Tim, because of the copious amounts of body hair that i have on my body i get it from my mom's side of the family Tim. <laughs> okay first and foremost yeah they used to call me the they used to call me the, the woolly the woolly charlie oh they used to call me Tim. yeah okay that's yeah. a that's an um, excessive amount of body hair to have as an adolescent it you know i hit puberty at a really young age and it just fucking kept going yeah all right yep. yeah it's it doesn't also doesn't help that it's just streak black I would say on an average about two inches long. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Less less of a human being, more of a Sasquatch I am, Tim. A squatch. Yeah, I am a squatch. All right. Half squatch. Half man, half squat. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I am. I also have a fun story, Tim. Have I ever told you about the time I did a back flop off the diving board? A back flop? A back flop, yes. What is a back flop? Well, Tim, it's very much like a belly flop, except for I went to my back. We It was the one day we were allowed to do uh, diving board jumps. Mm-hmm. And I, being the really stock-built, extremely muscular, destructive force that I was in high school, certainly not a chubby fat kid that everybody uh, used to poke my belly and go, Hoo! about or anything like that. Being a just jacked individual, smothered and covered, um (laughs) i had to like waffle house hash browns yeah yeah i had to have the diving board adjusted right so while everybody else was allowed to get a lot of airtime, uh i had to have the diving board adjusted all the way up so i wouldn't with my pure and unadulterated manpower destroy the diving board when i jumped Hmm. off of it this one time they happened to not adjust it and i said this is it this is my opportunity to literally blow all these kids out of the water. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and just do a massive cannonball. Unfortunately, my feet had other plans in mind where we decided to instead slip as we took off, kicking my feet directly out from underneath me. And I became completely parallel to the ground, uh, to the water Oof. and proceeded to land about 15 feet from the air to the surface of the water. Tim, I didn't even sink. I just hit the water and stayed there. At one point, they called me the the element bender. Uh, it was almost as if my body and my body and the water had become one. Yeah. And then separated. 
it did make a hell of a splash. I will say that. I also hurt my back so bad, I actually couldn't rest it against the back of the chair the entire rest of the, the day. Wow. That's how bad I hurt my back. That's impressive, really. Yeah, Tim, I, I got to be honest. Myself in the swim unit at gym, a lot of memories. A lot of memories. But a mixed bag. some shrinkage. Because <laughs> otherwise, girls in bathing suits, boner town. <laughs> Uh, but one place I wasn't getting a uh, boner, Tim, that was in the shower. Right. right. You never got boners in the shower. That's for sure. Yeah. Mainly because the water, I don't know about you, but when I took a shower there, uh, always cold water. Seemed like the hot water never worked. Not only was it always Me. cold water, the water pressure, I mean, you it was pretty much used to you being, you being stabbed with a continuous stream while, while you were under it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, uh, there was maybe well, a couple of years between you and I. Uh, we went. We did end up going to the same high school. Was really confused what my mom's taxes were uh, going for if they weren't going to be working at fixing the pressure of the demon needles coming out of the head of the worst place I wanted to be, which was the showering after gym. Tim. Yeah. I don't think I. You know, I something. I don't think anybody showered after gym. Like only swimming, and we all had our bathing suits on. Right. Because if you if you saw another penis. And you made eye contact with that penis. I mean, we were we were high school. We just immediately thought we were gay, right? Um, which <laughs> we know that's not how it works. <laughs> you're gonna have to you're gonna have to do more than that, <laughs> right? Yeah. In in the middle school shower, there was like a separate shower you could go into that was like secluded. So like, I would go into that shower and actually shower, and then do you know dry off in there. And then do the uh, towel wrapped around your waist and tied off to put your underwear on. So, like, I was never exposed at any point, which I think was a common tactic. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, so I don't remember. I was We always had to go to the high school, and, like, the middle school did not have that. We didn't have a pool in our middle school. Oh, I, I was just school. talking about just regular after gym. Oh, regular after gym. Oh, yeah. I don't know. We never had to change. Like, we had to change clothes, but we always kept our underwear on. It was always the same underwear. Gotcha. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was just Swamp Dick USA, like, in my nads. <laughs> well, and that was the I thing. Just, if you had gym first period, you had oh, to you live with that the rest of the time. And I normally had gym, like, right first thing in the morning. So not only if you were going outside to play soccer or something, your shoes were drenched from the mm -hmm. dew and, and stuff on the... Uh, on the grass, and then you also had to choose whether you wanted to shower in front of other people or be sweaty and gross um, the entire day. But in high school, I lucked out a couple times and had gym last period, in which case it didn't fucking matter. Lucky. Lucky. I more often than not had gym first period, like constantly. So I it was always I always wore a change of clothes, but I always wore the same underpants. Right. Uh, I talked to dry up my nads. Mm -hmm. And then of course, uh, I mean, we grew up in the era, um, ax bombed about half a can of my, on myself. Oh, right. Well, obviously. Yeah. 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 To, to cover up, to cover up. I mean, I figured if I ax bomb reapply deodorant, I might be able to get away with not having to shower. Right. The benefit was too, is I, I used to wear a hoodie all the time, the same hoodie that was probably never washed. So after you know, the first 15 to 25 applications of Axe, you know, it was kind of saturated to the point where, like, you couldn't really get it to smell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
That's actually a really good strategy. Fuck, I wish I had thought of that. Damn it. So, Tim, I got to I, I gotta choose a winner here. Yeah. I got to choose a winner here to move on. I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm going to say the, the swim unit in gym, probably the more unfortunate fat kid thing to have to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot more traumatic. A lot, you know, a lot of, now, I also remember I had shaved my back one, one year. <laughs> so I, I shaved my back. So the girls would think I was cuter because I didn't have all this manly hair, but I kept, I kept my chest pubes. Right. Right. But I got rid of the back pubes. Because to be cute in, in that era, you were trying to look like some 41 or someone from Blink-182. You know what I mean? You wanted to be thin, almost skeletal, and completely clean shaven. Right. Right. Which which I was, Tim. I was a, I was a skinny, almost eme- uh, emaciated, uh, like scene kid that's what i was i certainly i was not a fat nerd tim <laughs> okay <laughs> next bracket tim we're moving on yeah Immediately. so so for round two we have talking to girls that you like uh-huh. up against school dances and mm. and in school dances we have to make sure to include whether we actually ever went to one Okay. And number two, the Sadie Hawkins dance, always kind of uh, deeply seated in, in the chubby American boy mind that, well, this might be the time. Someone might approach me and ask me to the dance. This could be my chance to passively sit here and then, um, you know, be pulled into society. You're, you're absolutely right. And Tim, this sounds like a bracket based pretty much solely on looks. Looks like what you can find over on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram uh, at the professional casual. Now, Tim, oh, I've got, I've got some stuff. First off, school dance. Let's, you know, talking to girls. That's going to be a long. Let's just jump right to school dances. I, I went to every school dance. Not only did I go to every school dance, Tim, I was always early, at least ten minutes. <laughs> early to every dance i always went stag i always wanted to go 10 minutes early because i needed my mommy to drop me off uh and i didn't, i wanted to be cool though you know hang back wanted to make sure you know nobody saw i'd have my mom drop me off at the middle school and i'd walk over they were attached back in the day um and i walked over to the high school where the high school dances were i was always 10 minutes early and had you know i i picture it tim picture the look depending on the dance color color coded shirt so if it's valentine's day we're talking red yeah if it was spring fling we're talking maybe like a light blue or green a wasn't a clip-on tie tim it was a zipper tie Ooh, looked real looked real professional real yeah clean real professional uh it's the only tie i ever owned with a get this tim might as well have called it a crown but it was a felt fedora every, um <laughs> every time now, right. this was this was before felt fedoras had become a symbol of the worst kind of people oh so this was this was mighty mighty boss tones this was yeah uh big yeah, bag voodoo daddy and cherry poppin daddy so it was it was somewhat hip at this time oh yeah yeah, yeah we're talking like solid like oh three oh four yeah yeah with a yeah. checker print tie and maybe checker printed vans and shorts also yeah always always had now i think i may have always worn dress shoes because i want you know 
my close my time we've got to coordinate i gotta look like a a mid-level manager coming to unopen this you know to unlock the store yeah when he gets there. you're not yeah. you're not the second or third key you're the first key you're there for sure 10 minutes early standing outside yeah. awkwardly waiting for everyone else to show up yeah i got gotcha. you yeah. yeah yeah i'm i'm first key i'm looking through the window making sure like the the window display looks good yeah i'm that kid uh i always went Tim, I always, you know, you might not know this, Tim, I'm a bit of a dancing f- hmm. Yeah, I've got the rhythm and I've got the music. I definitely, for sure, four years of high school had the fever. All right. Yeah. I, I never had the, the fever until I discovered alcohol, and then I had the fever whenever I drank alcohol. Were you a, were you a, were you a, a school dance kid? I was Did not. Did you go to them? Nope. You were not. I was oh, not. I, I went to a couple later on in, like, maybe 11th and... Yeah, in my junior and senior year, but I had a girlfriend at the time, so that was mm. that was it. Mm. T- now, funny enough, Tim, I never had a date to any of the four years except for my prom, which this may come up later in a in another bracket, which we will talk about at the end of the show. But Tim, my uh, my prom date left me halfway through the. <sighs> she was a girl from a different school. Frankly, she was having a really awful time, and about halfway through, Tim. She turns to me and she goes, I feel really weird about being here without my boyfriend. Tim, he didn't go to our school either. Uh, mm. So I think I'm going to go, which would have been fine, except for she was also my ride because I didn't drive. Yeah. So I had to call my mom to come get me to take me to the school sponsored after, which I was also 10 minutes earlier. Wow. Uh-huh. Did uh-huh. you tell a bunch of people beforehand, too, that you had a date and that it was someone they didn't know because they went to another school? I've, actually, I didn't. The person that set us up went around and literally told everyone, Christy something, thanks a lot for that. She she arranged it all. Uh, she was a girl in a different class at our, at the BOCES that I went to for culinary. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, or maybe she was, no, I guess she was a junior and I was a senior. Immediately thought sweet i'm gonna lose my i'm gonna lose my virginity card uh you know to this chick because at prom you have to have sex right so tim spoiler that did not happen (laughs) i no it did not so school dances. i actually like school i thought school dances were fun but kind of doing a nice little callback to the swim unit tim i did have a lot of body hair on me i also had a lot of clothing on me in a very hot room you can imagine Whatever color shirt I was wearing is now an entire shade darker from the sweat. So just to confirm, you you weren't wearing a blazer or anything like that. You were just wearing a colored t-shirt? No, no, it was a button-up. Oh, it was a button-up. okay. All right. It was a nice button-up shirt. Always had the sleeves rolled uh, up slightly past my uh, elbows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it did get hot in there, Tim. It did get hot in there. Yeah, I had, yeah. of course, my uh, nice dress pants on. Right. They got me through four. They got me through actually six years. Because I think I finally ripped them my sophomore year of college. Yeah. But talking to girls that you like, Tim, I'm not, I, you might not, you might be surprised with this. A bit of a ladies' man, Tim. Mm. A bit of a sweet talker. Okay. Um, yeah. I, fun fact, my opening line to all the uh, hot Tinder girls, well, Tinder moms, because that's all I go for in Tinder is the hot Tinder moms, is do you think a ghost has ever abducted? Nope, that's not what it is. It's, do you think an alien has ever abducted a ghost? It's my opening line, Tim. Yeah. Yeah, and then I just have a normal conversation about uh, the science about how it could be possible until they unmatch us. So, question. 
you've been using yep. this line since like middle school, high school. It has been a line. It has been my go-to. Line. How how is yeah. that? What's the track record of that line? It, it's a, it's pretty good. It's, <laughs> it's not bad. It's pretty good. I would say, I would say a bet like at least forty percent. Forty percent of people respond to it, or forty-five percent you're able to close. Oh, respond to it. If we're talking closing, let's say twenty-two. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's not bad. It then. works. You're saying you're saying one out of five. Yeah, just about. I would say that. Yeah, about one out of five. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, when it closes, Tim. It's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was expecting you to do a drop there, but that's all right because that drop should have been presented to you from our website, theprofessionalcasual.com. Go ahead and visit us to get all updates on shows and things coming up, Tim. But we have to pick a winner. Now, talking to girls that I like, uh, I, I I don't I don't think I have anything other than that being my opening line for a very long Oh, of course, also famously, Tim, do you know how much a polar bear weighs? Uh, is it is it like 476 pounds? No, it's enough to break the ice. Huh? Oh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which just, just really to... also just opens up us to have an opportunity to talk about uh, climate change. That's true. I, I just have a clarification here. So talking to girls very specifically that you liked or had a crush on was yes. no issue for you. Uh, no, I could never do it. <laughs> okay, right. Yeah. I just wanted yeah. to make sure. Yeah, no, no. no I could talk to girls, girls that I, fine, that I'm, unless... Like, moderately Right. Not actual, like, full-blown, I would like to canoodle you in the boys' science bathroom, a.k.a. Uh, Blowjob Alley. That was a nice bathroom. That was the it nicest was, bathroom in the school, it, for sure. It, it also got the reputation of being Blowjob Alley. Uh, shout out to the girl that got caught with the guy who got caught. I do remember their names, but they might hear this, so I'm not going <laughs> to tell them. But they were the reason why they took the door off the hinges, Tim. Because of how it wasn't it wasn't the maintenance, Tim. He blew it off with his load. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can see that becoming an issue, yeah, frankly, terrifying to be yeah. honest. Tim, did yeah. you ever have trouble talking? Did you? You seem like you seem like a bit of a ladies' man, um, like like me. I had literally zero issue uh-huh. talking to 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 girls, unless there was even the tiniest inkling that they might be interested in me in any way, shape, or form, and then I I would just shut down. I wouldn't make eye contact. I'd talk to them while looking like behind their head. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know all the basic stuff. Sure. Sure. But otherwise, uh, no I issue. Do re- I do remember in uh, high school. No, it was in middle school. Uh, before we left or uh, for eighth grade summer, so eighth grade going into ninth grade, the girl that I had a crush on and I were standing in the nurses, and she was like, "Hey, you know, uh, I hope you have a great summer and stuff." I guess she was waiting to pick up her medication, and I was waiting to pick up my inhaler. Inhaler, uh, because occasionally my asthma would get. Uh, activated by how much pussy i was destroying (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh but not because i needed it for other breathing problems slash a reason to get out of time to run laps in gym that's for sure tim but we were standing there and instead of me going yeah that sounds good maybe we could do something this summer since you live fairly close to me i on the other hand just went yeah 
sure and then proceeded to stand there awkwardly and then hum the following song i mean no idea why no idea why that was the thing that needed to come out of my mouth but all the girls were crazy for the big top theme song you know they they were I can't, I can't argue. You're absolutely right. Tim, that entire summer, I did kind of maybe accidentally, inadvertently stalk her house. Because uh, I would go for walks every, every day past her house to see if she'd be outside so I could say hello. All right. Yeah. So we got to pick a winner here, Tim. Yeah. I'm going to go talking to girls you like. Uh, something I've never been able to do. Uh, hardly at, ever. Ever. Yeah. Okay. Some chances I enjoyed. So... I was a bit, you know, a lot of people would talk about how cool, how cool I was the next day. <laughs> I, I, you know, I was a couple grades ahead, but I feel like I heard those stories. They're like, did you hear about uh, Charles at the school dance? And I was like, who's Charles? And they were like, oh, and they describe you. And I was like, oh, yeah, I know that kid. All right, cool. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, you, you would not believe the amount. Of legends that are still told to this day, actually. They they are. My my kids uh, go to not even a middle school or high school, and they're like, yeah, there's every, all the teachers are always talking about this kid that they went to school with when they were in, you know, our school system, and there was this guy named Charles, and he, uh, you know, apparently always had a really nice button-up shirt on and one of those cool zipper ties and just killed it. Well, I'm glad, you know, I'm glad my legacy of being... Just a smoke show. Yeah. They also they also tell the story about how you died that day you did a backflop, and that's why your story gets told. That? It's in they memoriam. about the day that I broke the front door, which will come up possibly in a, another bracket. Oh, that's exciting. All that right. We'll talk about the end of the show. Yes, that's right. Tim, last last bracket, Tim. It's I actually, it's actually the second it, to last bracket. Oh, it is the second to last because <laughs> I don't know how to count. <laughs> Wonderful. That's listen. We haven't had the research team here today. I understand that, and once again, these are coming straight from my dream journal. I've, I've not only practiced these conscious but unconscious. Yeah. Oh, but the okay. next bracket we have uh-huh. is probably the fan favorite: terribly timed boners. Ooh. This could be boners in the hallway. This could be boners mm-hmm. while sitting in a in a desk at math class and then being called on to um to come and answer a an answer, a question on the board. This mm-hmm. is also the awkward boner when you look at the clock and there's only 5 minutes left of class and you know the bell's going to ring in 5 minutes and you say, "Man, thank God I don't have a boner." And then get a boner. And then you just start watching that clock waiting for it to tick down, hoping and praying to God that your boner is gone by the time that bell rings. And that is up against those shitty piece of fucking, I hated them, all in one desks. That was uh-huh. like a desk with the, a chair with the little fucking flap thing that would rise up and over. And then it would like penetrate your stomach because you had maybe uh-huh. slightly too much stomach. And then uh-huh. you just got to sit uncomfortably on a desk that wasn't big enough to do anything anyway. Even have a notebook opened up all the way. You uh, you are absolutely correct. Desks that were probably from like the mid sixties. Did you now? Did you ever have? Did you ever have Mr. Miller's math class in the very tiny room? I have um, a lot of incredibly intense stories about Mr. Miller. Yes. Okay. If you remember, his desks were actually smaller than all the other uh, all-in-one desks that they had. Yes. Yep. Yes. So I, of course. 
being the ridiculously strong, buff, juicy as fuck individual that I was in high school, I didn't fit well in those already too small desks. Right. They were even worse. Mm -hmm. So much so that my belt would catch on the back of the chair and give me a wedgie every fucking time I tried to sit down in the math club. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're not only worried about your your stomach, you're worried about your butt butt crack showing too because it all yeah. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on with those desks. There's a lot going on with those desks. And then Tim, I thought I would I thought I would go ahead and try to better myself, better my life, better my education experiences. Mm-hmm. So I had happened to say to Mr. Miller, "Hey, is there any way I could get a bigger desk? A bigger chair, a bigger desk?" He tells the i guess maintenance guys who move in tim the biggest fucking chair desk that they could find which is now probably two of these desks put together yeah like widthwise, and has now sat it not in the back corner no not anywhere else no 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 i of course had to be the front like a1 chair yeah. of the room so when you walked in all you saw was this big ass giant here's a here's a juicy cut of prime rib delicious man <laughs> surrounded by adolescent pubic growing little boys yep yeah can, can i ask you did anyone ever take that chair uh oh, and they then knew better and then they knew better. and then uh then you'd have to go sit in a regular chair and then would mr miller be like hey charlie why aren't you sitting in your chair uh, and then make a big ruckus about you know moving somebody else out of the seat that they've gotten and moving you into it? Well, because I was a gigantic, juicy, ice wolverine, if you will, uh, individual in high school, everybody knew better. That Everybody knew that that was my chair. It was assigned to me. If you sat in it, I would just sit on you and crush you with my extremely well-sculpted buttocks. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but it was the talk, Tim. It was the talk of the entire math classes that were in there. Um, cause nobody could figure out why there was one chair until one buddy said, well, the man, God himself, big Chuck, AKA Charlie requested a throne only right for his ass, right? His, his beautifully chiseled buttocks because he is nothing but really a, a Greek God draped in wolf furs, elegant pel- uh, pelts from creatures all over the land i do yeah, remember you wearing pelts yeah like well, no, in that june was just me without a shirt on that was just me without oh a shirt on. right right yep yep exactly but well-timed boners or i'm sorry terribly terribly timed, no, timed boners. boners yeah we were never having those terribly timed boners tim tell me about your boners so i learned pretty early that um the only acceptable pants option was jeans or jean shorts mm-hmm. uh because sure. it could really help contain and maneuver keep in place any any wild or um out of control boners still didn't i mean it helps a little it doesn't solve the problem in any way shape or form i certainly would hang out after class sometimes for a couple minutes to to make sure that um that the coast was clear i guess Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. also obviously only assumed that this only happened to me i never saw anybody else seeming to have any any awkward boners but I, I did notice there was a lot of kids that were uh, real risk takers and would wear sweatpants and wind pants mm-hmm. at that time frame. And I just, you know, thought that was just too risky. There's no way that uh, you could operate in any form of social status while wearing sweatpants and wind pants when you could be struck 
by a random boner, um, literally at any time. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I would say I was popping a boner probably every 40 minutes. Yeah. I think that's honestly, um, I don't know. What's the word? I think that's pretty rare. I, I was like at a, every 10 to 15 minutes chub bud. Uh, well, I mean, I was trying to concentrate on, uh, oh, oh, are you talking like a half mass? Or are we talking like full blown erectile, like, like, uh, Terminator rising up? Oh no, I'm, I'm talking about pretty much anything, anything outside of. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I could see in every 10. I, well, no, probably never. I was paying attention. At, so like every 20 of you know, if we're talking half, if we're counting half chubs, then definitely like a 20. Okay. A 20 minute per. Yeah. Now, see, I think my issue was that probably 30 to 45% of my attention at all times was based around whether I have a boner or being scared of getting a boner or having a boner okay. and wanting it to, to go away. So okay, that's fair. That's my, fair. my academic studies were not stellar because my processing systems were, were spent elsewhere. Okay. Okay. That's, I get that. That's fair. Did you ever get a boner? Like when you were talking to the girl that you were scared to talk to? No, I'm pretty certain. Actually my boner, maybe, maybe my whole member would uh, retreat inside of my body. Oh, I was so terrified of talking to girls that I liked. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's okay. Interesting. Uh, now Tim, I will say, while there were a couple of like, let's say at the time that I was an adolescent that they were attractive. Not saying that I currently now to this day think that they were attractive because that would be weird. Right. I, I have always been a bit of a uh, more mature liking individual. I, and I would say at least once a year would find a teacher that I would uh, develop a crush on. There was nothing worse than having to go talk to them and a terribly timed boner would explode from my inseam. Right. Yeah. Uh, because they would just be kind of sitting there virtually eye level uh, with what was known as uh, the miracle hall. Um, that's, what they <laughs> that's, what the, that's what it was referred to as the, the cause Tim, I see, I, I didn't, I never wore sweatpants. Okay. My normal outfit was, uh, usually like a nice, like suede dress pant, mm-hmm. a button up shirt, typically not tucked in. Cause I did like to keep it casual, yep. um, with usually some type of like bands or like a, maybe like a nice, uh, Stephen Madden discount shoe that I found mm. at shoe depot, for instance. So I liked, I always believed in, in that kind of like business casual look long before I needed it to unaware tim that the entire time i probably would have done better because i have just recently found out about like we have legging season or or sundress season mm-hmm. the, that the ladies participated we apparently gray sweatpants season was a thing that all the girls got excited about i did not know this until probably like less like last year yeah you know what i, I never gave it any thought but but yeah, yeah. you're right yeah yeah, I never, I never realized this, but this was like a thing, and I would assume that a spouting, spouting, yeah, spouting, boners, just randomly, or terribly timed boners, um, got to be quite a show for the ladies, too. Yeah, 
I would say it was probably the same level of like every once in a while you'd catch a like a thong just above a pant line, uh, like the pants line, mm-hmm. the whale tail, or under. Yeah, yeah, just every once in a while. I would say, man, if I had to choose, Tim, if I had to choose a winner, even though I would say up until probably last year my terribly timed boners were a problem, I'm gonna have to go all in one desk chairs. I still have nightmares. From those wedgies that I yeah. could not control. There, could not control. I, so I, I completely agree with you here. There was precautions you could take. Mm-hmm. There were steps you could implement to uh, either discount or prevent uh, severe impact from a terribly timed boner. There wasn't much you could do about those all-in-one desk and chair combos. No. Nothing. No, it was a, volu- it was a just... volunteer like based torture device. Yeah. Yep. Now, Tim, before we move on, Terribly Time Boners, did you ever have to go to the science bathroom, a.k.a. Blowjob Alley, and bust out some knuckle babies to try in hopes to get that boner to go down? <laughs> no. Nope. I, uh, nope. You, never, you never did that during school hours? Never, never, ever during school hours. Nope. I was terrified of the bathrooms. I'm a, I'm a home pooper. I really... <laughs> okay, that's fair don't ever want to go into them outside of, of peeing. And, uh, I, you know, I kept it, I kept my relationship there, uh, professionally casual. Oh, professionally casual, which is the network that has brought you this amazing content. Please go check out our website, professionalcasual.com. Also, if you'd like to help us get our research team back because of the amazing topics like this, just for whatever reason, don't interest you. Go ahead and throw us a couple bucks at patreon.com slash professional casual. You'll get bonus content behind the scenes, even some fun doodles from one of our uh, other staff members, which are fantastic, but amazing artist over at patreon.com slash professional casual. Tim, last bracket. Discs, move on. Last yeah. bracket. Here we go. All right. So we have. Generally, because you know that every single person in this world that has gone to high school at one point, like my doctor told me, mm-hmm. was a chubby adolescent boy finding I mean, clothing. I, I was a juicy as fuck. Right. Spanish God, but continue. Uh, sometimes uh, between growth spurts, both uh, depth, width, and height wise, sometimes difficult to find clothing styles and outfits. We're going to put just basic overall high school apparel mm-hmm. against... That thing that happens when you have literally no feelings towards someone at all, but then someone mm-hmm. else tells you that they have a crush on you. So now, all of a sudden, you have a plethora of unrequited love towards this person in response, because obviously they appreciate you, so you should appreciate them. Sure, now, sure. Uh, a mutual understanding of respect of emotional feelings. Right, yeah. Or, or you having literally zero affection towards them until you find out that they have affection towards you. Right. They're, yeah. they're, you're Jasmine, they're Aladdin, you guys are on a magic carpet of life, and they're showing you all these new things you never knew existed. Like, right. like feelings and kindness and love. So, And this one will have a second part, but we're going to leave that for just a little bit later. Okay, okay. Uh, let's, Tim, I think we could get right into clothing and outfits. Now, as, as I have alluded to uh button up you know plaid button up shirt both i would have flannel and non-flannel depending on the seasons mm-hmm. uh suede pants i 
the suede where yeah they were suede pants yep okay suede dress pants yep suede dress pants a belt and then usually some type of either vans or like steve madden discount shoe okay uh, tim i had to shop this way because of how amazingly well sculpted i was as a human being <laughs> in high school right i had to actually shop at the big and tall store mm-hmm I did occasionally maybe get a graphic tee here or there at a at a uh, slim fit 2XL so I can, you know, show off the gun show, baby. Right. For the ladies. Uh, yeah, I bet you our listeners can see that right now. Been a while since I popped out those bad boys. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, Tim, not a lot of selection. Also, my problem was while I was juicy as fuck, uh, I was not tall, Tim. I was only 5'10". Mm. The rest of me, though, is good, as, as known as the Magnificent Hog. But, unfortunately, I was a bit short for the big and tall section. Gotcha. That That is yeah. the one thing. Now, I had the reverse issue. Okay. When you get into the, the XL, double XL, triple XL sizes, they stop making them longer and they just make them wider. And I did have a considerable height. I was 6'3 in high school and, oddly enough, leaned towards the same aesthetic. Not suede pants, but mm-hmm. I would wear jeans some type okay. of graphic tee, and then mm-hmm. a plaid uh, overshirt or flannel, some type of button-up worn open, you know, to cover my love handles. Mm-hmm. A, a, a magnificent display of style and prowess that you still carry on to this day, Tim. Yeah. Yeah, I never learned how to dress in another function. I, I cannot leave my house without some form of open button-up on. I feel naked with a single T-shirt on. To be to be honest, Tim, I one time saw you in a tank top, and I got a terribly timed boner. Yeah, that was yeah. the other reason I had to dress like that. <laughs> yeah. So you really are just helping all of us not juice our pants, and I appreciate that, Tim. I appreciate that. I do. I do what I can. Yeah, you're an angel, Tim. You're an absolute angel. Now, where now, where was your normal choice? Were you? Uh, did you drive? Uh, did you make the hour-long trek to, like, a Hot Topic? Because there are no Hot Topics anywhere near us. Yep. Were you a JCPenney, Janko Jeans guy? Were you a Walmart George label dude? What, you know, where were you shopping? What were you looking for? It was, it was a mix of, find your style? mix of two of the things you mentioned, obviously. Um, like any self-starting, popular, attractive young man, mm-hmm. the majority of my clothes came from my mom going to Kmart uh, JCPenney or Walmart, but sure. I had a lot of, you know, female friends that went to other schools oh. and we would meet at Crossgates mall, which had a oh. hot topic. So that is where I would get my, uh, my band tees or my, you know, any form of black t-shirt with a video game character or a cartoon or whatever on it, as well as my really stupid. And I still have them, um, the trip pants and trip shorts. That uh, just had all sorts of buckles and chains and stupid bullshit all over them. Hot, real hot. Topic. Uh, a yeah. Big fan. Big fan. I love. You know, I like that they're also making a comeback. These these jeans, Tim. How many hacky sacks did you have in the pockets? Ooh. So, as a person that wore exclusively uh, cargo jeans, I had a lot. I had a lot of shit in my pockets. If you needed double A, triple A. Uh, C or D batteries, I had them. Multiple graphing calculators, on lock. Uh, hacky sacks, yes. Gum, Tums, uh, Rolades, had it. 
everything on lock at all times. Probably five or six mechanical pencils, probably a couple uh, Pilot G2s um, in there as well. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I was good to go. Jesus. Um, Two fanny packs easy worth of stuff on my legs. That is uh, frankly impressive. Uh, you sound like the merchant from like Resident Evil 4 who would just pop up out of fucking nowhere, but what you buying? And then you would just throw shit at us. And then, yeah, I, I was yeah. an industrious uh, young man. Uh, yeah. Nothing was okay. for free, but I, I made sure I pretty much had a convenience store on me at all times. Also, sold wow. a lot of candy bars in the hallways, the king size from wow. BJ's. Wow. Wow. Uh, slightly melted. Or did you have a proper uh, barrier between you and your body? Your, I your kept them, steamy body heat. <laughs> I kept them in an insulated uh, lunchbox, uh, soft lunchbox in my backpack. Yep. Wow. I got. That, I had some so people moving on my turf pretty pretty early on. Some of the kids in the younger grades, but but yeah, did you that was. Them? Uh, yeah, did I you did. Take them out? By price, <laughs> I would because I was I was dedicated enough to walk to BJ's to buy more. So they would normally have to wait until their parents would go or something like that. So I could undercut them and I could keep the better stuff in stock. So after they sold, you know, five or six candy bars, they're out of Reese's and they're out of Snickers. All they got are Hershey's and Hershey's with almonds. The the lowest, the lowest sellers. Yeah. I would go and I would get the, the block of just Reese's stuff. We're talking not rageous. You're talking fast break cups, obviously in Reese's pieces. And uh, not only could yes. I sell them at a premium, I also always had them. So people would eventually just stop going to the other um, to the other merchants walking the halls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow! I got to be honest, Tim. It explains a lot of your business techniques here at Elite Eight Showdown. Yeah, uh, our 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 sole income is pretty much me selling Reese's peanut butter cups on the streets, for sure. That's right. Fans, go ahead and hit the convenience stores that are located in the alleyways. Tim will be there with cargo pants full of candy. Bring money. Mention the podcast and I'll give you 10% off. Mention the podcast. He'll give you 10% off a minimum $30 order. Oh, yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Tim, a topic that I know, I know very well. Having a crush on a girl only because you were told that they liked you first. Yeah. Tim, I, let me start by saying no one ever told me in high school that they like, that they ever had a crush on me, that they thought I was cute. Right. Yeah. I, because mainly they were terrified that I would literally fuck them in half. <laughs> I think it was what they were, <laughs> they were afraid of. The, they had a good idea of what the massive hog, the majestic hog, the massive majestic hog could do to them, Tim. Yeah. Yeah. I, one time, Tim, I had a gun. I it had I had a terribly timed boner, and I actually passed out because all of my blood flow had to go there. <laughs> I was out cold. I was completely out cold. Tim, they were going they were going to go get the newly installed AED machine to try to jumpstart my heart. Luckily, like a Jedi Master, it did. Uh, I was able to subconsciously force it back down and did regain consciousness. That's good. Yeah, but I I did not have anyone ever tell me what i instead would do is i would have a conversation with and if they even began to talk back to me and they had a vagina boom tim they clearly wanted to get with this (laughs) right yeah i would say i talked myself into people liking me way more than i than anyone needed to (laughs) they could do they i did it myself i didn't need anybody's help yeah this 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 girl happened to be smiling while I accidentally made eye contact with them. They're obviously in love with me. 
Yeah. There's yeah, no other explanation. Yeah, they are ready to take the fuck truck to pound town on the, <laughs> on the Majestic Hog, for sure. Right. Um, I often, I think, and then Tim, I think when I would find out that maybe they didn't, was purely out of fear. Right. Yeah. They were just terrified at like, oh, I do like him, but those suede pants aren't hiding too much. It's about halfway down to his knee. I I I don't want to be destroyed. <laughs> All right. What is the show? Uh, okay. <laughs> so so you had this experience or you didn't? Where someone else told you that someone had a had a crush on you? Oh, I never had a no one ever had a crush on me. Oh, gotcha. Tim, to be honest, eighty percent of my high school, I found out I found out my freshman year, eighty percent of my graduating class, which would make like I would say the other twenty percent were like people who were my friends, thought I was gay, and therefore. Nobody ever made a move on me the entire four years I was there. Not that anybody wanted to anyway, because again, Tim, the magnificent hog and the genuine fear that everybody had. Right. All right. I guess I thought this was a more common thing. I I had a a girl Mm -hmm. in my tech class that told Mm -hmm. her friend that she had... Where you're you're building love through connection. (laughs) Right. Uh, Told her friend... And other electrical who is someone that I talk to somewhat regularly, that she had a crush on me. Uh So her friend called me on a Saturday while I was in my basement playing Jet Force Gemini for the Nintendo 64 that that her friend had a crush on me. And did I want to go out with her? I didn't know exactly who she was talking about when she called because we had a lot of girls with her particular first name. So she was like, hey, this person has a crush on you. Would you want to go out with them? I didn't know exactly which one it was, but I said yes anyway. And then apparently we were dating. I never actually talked to this girl in person. Only started dating her via her friend's phone call. Another one of her friends, a a male gentleman, uh, then called me probably 20 minutes later and asked, Hey, are you dating so-and-so? And And I said, no. (laughs) Which Uh caused kind of a, a little bit of a stir. And he's like, oh, well... I, I was told you were, and I was like, no, nah, I don't know who that is. So we hung up, and I went back to playing Jet Force Gemini, and I got another call from the first girl that called mm-hmm. and said, hey, so-and-so said that you're not dating this girl. And I was like, uh, yeah, I said that. And they're like, why? And I was like, oh, I don't know. And I just hung up. Regardless, the following week, I got asked by several people, hey, are you dating so-and-so? And I was like, no. And it became an issue. Mm-hmm. That, that's mm-hmm. that's pretty much was, all was, of the story. T- Tim, was her feelings hurt? I don't know. I never talked to her. Mm-hmm. She never mm-hmm. talked so to you me. Never a- so let me understand this. You never actually knew which one of these girls you were talking to? No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tim, that's never happened to me ever. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> in, yeah, in the history. Now, Tim, can I, can I take a guess at what this girl's name was? First name? Ooh. This could be dangerous. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Okay. If now my, I'm going to assume if it's anything like my class, you had, let's say 17 and a half on the average girls named Ashley. Ooh, you are right. We did have a lot of Ashley's. This was not an Ashley. Really? Wow. You had other girls with multiple, like multiple girls, same name. Yeah. Started with the same letter, though. You were really close. As you said that long A, I was like, oh, shit, he's got it. That's fucking weird. <laughs> but, yeah, we did have a lot of Ashleys. Okay. Okay. Because we had, we, I think, had six Ashleys. We had 
maybe five Sarahs, mm-hmm. but they all spelled Sarah differently. Oh, that's the worst. People named yeah. Sarah in general, especially Sarah with an H. No offense, Sarah with an H that's on the network. She doesn't count. Just awful. They're usually just awful people. Just the the worst, especially my ex, <laughs> Sarah. The fucking worst. No, she's a lovely lady in this room right now. She never really received it. It's like, um, <laughs> it's like Ashley's with an I. Or Tiffany's with an eye, or really anything with an eye. Anything with an eye. I straight up know that that girl cannot handle more than six and a half white claws in in like a four hour span. (laughs) And she is going to vomit on my Steve Madden discount shoes. And I don't appreciate them. Not only that, she's going to narrate that she has thrown up on on you. And she's going to narrate that she is too drunk and she is sick and that everyone's looking at her and everyone hates her. That's going to be about. Two hours of monologue that you're going to have to deal with, too. Yep. Uh, you're, you are, Tim, you are correct about <laughs> that. And I will assume that because she threw up on me, Tim, she's got feelings for me. Well, obviously. Yeah. She yeah, trusts obviously. you enough to throw up on you, so. Yeah, yeah. Now, Tim, I do remember this one time that I, I was, man, was I pretty sure that this girl liked. And it was right around Valentine's Day. And, of course, every Valentine's Day, Tim, the, I believe it was, student government maybe would uh for carnations for a dollar you could have a have it sent either secret admirer or with your name on it Mm -hmm. and i decided you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go ahead i'm gonna get one i'm gonna get me a girl tim i i'm going to let her be lucky enough to be selected by me (laughs) the magnificent hog himself it was also just my nickname Tim, my nickname in high school. Right. I, I yeah. remember thinking we actually had like a feral hog problem because I, I heard that name mentioned so much. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, Tim, 23 flavors. Of hog? No idea. <laughs> no. No, that was my other nickname. <laughs> All right. I, I still to this day have no idea why they called me that. But I was 20, 23 flavor Shaw. Yeah. Yeah. The Magnificent Hog. 23 <laughs> Flavor Shaw was my uh, was all of my combined together in one story, Tim. The, the, the focus here. Okay, so I I decided to do this on a Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Valentine's Day, I believe that year was on a Friday. Mm-hmm. We had a class that Friday together, myself and this girl, and I had arranged it. I was like, cool. They're going to deliver it during the period that we're even together. What a beautiful display of affection, right? Right. Cannot wait for this to happen. The entire week leading up to this, I'm thinking about what our kids are going to look like. I'm thinking about just the hot sex that we are going to have throughout our entire life after we get married right. on either my birthday, Christmas, because I was under the impression that is the only time that people had sex after you gave them a gift. Yep. You, I, you I believe that's true. It, yeah, you would bone it out, as the kids were saying back then. Yep. And I assumed... Because I immediately, just like every six months, it was like, because my birthday was in the summer and Christmas is, you know, in the winter. So it was like, here's your gift. Oh, my God, this is such a beautiful necklace. Let's fuck. Like, that was that was what I fantasized about mm-hmm. for a, a year t- or a week, Tim, not a year, a week. Well, a little bit. I guess you could argue afterwards because I had convinced myself that even after the events of Valentine's Day that she still liked me. So there we are, Tim. And the girl who I had bought the flower from knew this girl and Ooh. gave her a heads up that the flowers were coming Ooh. or the flower. I got one. Uh, right. You know, at the time I was not the financial mogul that I am 
currently today. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I had to I had to skip my uh, papaya passion uh, minute made juice that day from mm-hmm. the vending machine. Mm. So I could yeah sacrifice him sacrifice. Uh, I, I was so, a, I was a kiwi berry ruckus a gentleman oh, myself. The see, bright the I bright like... green made me lean. You know. <laughs> that did. Uh, I'm not a big kiwi guy. So I would not have enjoyed that. It's a little yeah. too tart for me. Mm. A little too tart. I was a big papaya. I think it was like papaya passion or something like that. Minute Maid. God damn. It, you can't find that. No. Nah. So I skipped it that day. So I could. I was thirsty. I was thirsty all day, Tim. But it was worth it in my eyes. For this girl in my Spanish class with Mr. Chimilowski. Mm. And boom, Tim. The flower gets delivered. She's not there, Tim. No, no, she had uh, left to go to the nurse because she wasn't feeling well. About 15 minutes before, she got a uh, text message on her Razor phone. Oh, yeah. That the flowers were going out for delivery. And she ran, Tim. She fled in fear, probably at the idea of what amazing affection and love she would have, but then also fear of what the Magnificent Hog could do to her. <laughs> she fled in fear, Tim, and the flower sat on the table next till next period. Mm. To mm. which the person who had her chair was an individual that I, A, did not care for, B, looked for any reason to make my life a living hell all through high school, decided to rip the tag off of it and proceed to show everybody in the entire school. And mm-hmm. if, to be honest, if I wasn't so pissed about it, Tim, I was really impressed about how fast he got that information out there. Yeah. Yeah. She did not talk to me. We, this was freshman year of high school. She did not talk to me for four years. Mainly, I would assume, because she was so terrified of the feelings that she would have for me. Wow. Yeah, and it just pushed her away and made her nervous, mm-hmm. um, made her un- like uncomfortable at feeling all this love and affection for someone, and and didn't didn't I you know what t- maybe she didn't want to maybe she didn't want to hold me down you know what I mean right you, can, you can't just you uh, there's some there's despite the fact that I am a chiseled bronze statue <laughs> of polkertude and delight deliciousness delightful yeah. deliciousness yet low carb pin. there's there's so much to go around and she didn't want to probably to be honest and probably get murdered by other women who wanted to get with this and i understand that and i respect her so to be honest a follow-up to that to this question that also mm-hmm. uh, segues beautifully off of that mm-hmm. story and now granted obviously you've said this this has never happened to you but Right. I wanted to follow up the having a crush on a girl only because mm-hmm. someone told you that they liked you first with mm-hmm. um, that statement being a lie and someone messing with you, saying that someone that did not have a crush on you did in an effort to get your hope up. Now, I never, thankfully, was the target of uh, any of the Valentine's Day rose deliveries, um, mm-hmm. but I targeted a lot of people with them. From everything from putting a, a fake girl's name on someone else's rose, so it would go to them and they would think that the other person had sent them a rose, to uh, slightly more um, philanthropist-y, if that's a word, actions of sending a rose to someone from a secret admirer to build up their confidence. Yeah. I, I have, in fact, though, fallen prey to the, hey, Tim, 
this person likes you. Do you like them? And of course, obviously, because I immediately, and, and I assume everyone does, immediately fall in love with anyone who's expressed any form of emotion or affection towards me at all, always replied with, well, yeah, and that, that farce hurts, Chuck. Mm. Hurts a lot. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I can tell you that one year my mom bought me a flower oh. as a secret admirer. Oof. Uh, and I was, I, the, it, the flowers got, I think, delivered early that year. Yeah. So I was just trying to figure out who. Right. Who, or more importantly, who I wished it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, that seems really nice. Oh, yeah, you must have somebody. Nobody ever came forward that day. Yeah. Tim, until I got home. Until I got home and my mom said, oh, you got the flower. Yay, I'm so happy. And I looked at her and I said to myself, how and why? Couldn't find out, couldn't find out Tim. She, she apparently went there and ordered a flower. Yeah. No idea how she did it. That one hurts a lot because mm-hmm. you are, and, and parents don't understand this. Uh, mothers very specifically think they're doing something nice. Sure, um, sure. But the the spiral, the mental spiral that you go down trying to figure out mm-hmm. who it could have been, who you wanted it to be, who you were mm-hmm. hoping it wasn't, but still would have appreciated it anyway. That's a that's a uh, that's a rough day. Thankfully, mm-hmm. she told you that day. Thankfully, it didn't go on for days or weeks of you being like, "There's someone out there that appreciates me. I just need right. to find who they are." Well, luckily enough, Tim, nobody cared to ask me the following day if I ever figured out who it was. Oh. So it died a death. It died a death. That's for sure. Until this moment in time where I got brought, where I had to uh, bring it back up for this particular story, Tim. Now, I don't, I don't think I've ever been the, oh, this guy likes, or this girl likes you or guy. I mean, I'm not picky. I don't think I've ever been subjected to, this is a lie to wicked burn you. Yeah. But then again, I could be totally wrong. I mean, there could so there could be a there could I can think of maybe one instance where somebody told me that somebody liked me to try to see maybe if I liked them too. Mm. Yeah. But then I was just I believe my exact words were, "Oof." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which I would assume they of course went back and told that person anyway. Ugh, that's what every potential admirer wants to hear when. Uh... Yeah. Oof. <laughs> Oof. I'll pass. I have, I did one time get set up with some, by I say I got set up with someone. They set us up on a date that I didn't realize until halfway through was a date hmm. in hopes to make somebody else jealous. Has that ever happened to you, Tim? Yeah, I, I, th- I feel that falls right in line with that uh, particular bracket item. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was awkward because I didn't realize till halfway through our date what was going on. I thought we were just going out as friends until she said to me, quote, and you're going to kiss me at the end of the night. Tim, I called my mom to come pick me up, and I don't think I've ever jumped to a car so fast in my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> ever. I, I literally hauled so much ass. I think my pants at one point did almost fall down because I ran to the car. All right. Like, okay, thank you. Have a good night. Yeah, it was lovely. Well, yeah, I'll totally call you. There is, I don't. There is no more token look to everyone when we've all been a, a chubby fat kid in middle school or high school than uh-huh. running away with your pants falling down and using one arm to hold it up while you continue yeah. to continue to skedaddle away. Yep, yep. And and Tim, to give you a good idea of of where this was, I don't think at this point I had even kissed a girl yet. So that's how bad I didn't want to do that. 
with her. Ugh. Yeah. I did, however, she was the first boob I ever touched. Oh. Yeah, because I think, so that, that date happened the, like, when the sec like, after the first semester of college. And then <laughs> just realized, yeah, that's right, folks. Uh, I, I, I kept myself pure for a very long time. But I touched her boob the summer before I left. All right. We were outside the gaming store. We had just gotten done with just the fucking sickest D&D game. And uh, we were talking about the fact that we were all leaving for college. I go, yeah, well, I haven't even touched a boob yet. And uh, she lifted her shirt and grabbed my hand and put it on her bra. Well, she had a very padded bra, so all I was really grabbing was padded bra. Anyway, it wasn't like a real boob. Like she was, right. she had, she was a, a part of the itty bitty titty committee. So like she didn't have a lot there to begin with, and now all I'm grabbing, squeezing, and pretending like I have any idea what I'm fucking doing is just bra pad at that point. Might but apparently, to... it must have left a mark because she went a, like a whole semester until she wanted to, you know, try again and lock this down. Yeah. Okay. At an Applebee's. I mean, is there a place that, that spawns more true love than the microwave steaks at Applebee's? You're, Tim, it, it, was, it, was, it, was a, it was a mudslide and a burger mm. that was super burnt with mozzarella sticks that were still frozen. That that dictating the love, mastery of love that was. Wow. So, you know, I, I hate to end this this stroll down memory lane early, but sure, we, we sure. need we need a winner. We um, gotta pick a winner here, folks. If I have to choose anything, Tim, I would be remiss if we did not choose having a crush on a girl only because someone told him told you that they liked you first. That seems like a, a pretty hearty fat kid middle school, high school thing to have happen. Right. Not to me. Because <laughs> nobody ever told me they liked me. But you seemed to maybe that you're still carrying some emotional scars with you. Yeah. 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 Moving on, Tim, to the semifinals. So, of course, as always, the semifinals are brought to you by the Shattered Skull Brew, a delicious, tasty beverage that you can find in the alleyway concession stand. They will be in Tim's pockets. They are $37.95. Tim, semifinals, here we go. So, uh, in the first round of the semifinals, we have the swim unit and gym up against mm -hmm. talking to girls you like. Tim, this is a tough one. I think, I dare say that this might be the hardest decision I've ever had to make in my entire life. The swim, the swim unit, a, now, Tim, were you a full swim at one block time? So, like, the entire month of, like, because they always chose the fucking winter to do it. Yeah, it was um, like January. Yep. Yeah, like January time, right after break, you'd come back. It was just one block. That was that was when you would do the swim. Mm -hmm. Okay, I I believe it was my junior year of high school. They changed it, where the last week of every month, I want to say, became like the swim unit. So it oh. was spread out over the entire year. Hmm. Awful hated it it was the worst i'd rather just get all my swimming done in one bracket and then move on to like indoor fucking track we actually would just play dodgeball oh i love <laughs> dodgeball tag ball sorry tag ball um couldn't call it dodgeball right we had to call it tag ball or as we called it painful hugs <laughs> <laughs> um but i mean talking to girls you like tim as i am a heartthrob casanova mm -hmm. of talking to girls 
I gotta say that I I th- I think that like maybe nerdy fat white kids who, which everyone was fat. at one point. Yes, as yes, my doctor yes. said. Yeah, as your doctor said, talking to girls actually was pretty easy, especially if you're Tim. Did you get in the AOL chat rooms and blow up your blow them up in there? Oh yeah, Type well you gotta, like and then long, really romantic paragraphs. Mm-hmm. Leave it in your info. Put quotes yep. they've said to you in your info, and then just to lead them on a little bit, put up an away message that might be about them, might be about someone else, to stoke up that intrigue a little bit. Make sure they know that you have other suitors out there that this message could potentially allude to. I got. I'll be honest. I'm getting a terribly timed boner right. Just thinking, thinking about it, Tim. I'm gonna have to go swim unit and gym, Tim. All you right. Convince me. Talk to me right out of the talking to girls you like. What's that? You talked me right out of the talking to girls you like. Yeah. I was actually going to choose that, but then thinking about those AOL chat rooms, which, Tim, I didn't have internet until I went to college, so I was never part of the AOL chat rooms. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know what the internet really was, except for being able to, like, download photos at school and use Ask Jeeves. Mm. Mm. All right. So did how did research? how did you get invited to parties if it wasn't on AOL and some messenger? Did you you guys had parties in high school? Well, yeah. Hmm. I mean, like I went to like a lot of like a lot of like D and D groups oh. with men who were like twelve years older than me. Oh. All right. Well. All right. So the I mean, swim unit moves on. That's what everybody was doing, right? Like. Right. Yep. Yeah. They weren't having like sex parties with underage drinking. No, I mean, not during the week. But anyway, uh, so swim unit moves on. Mom, I was <laughs> robbed as a child. Okay. Anyway, I'm a very. I'm, I will be discussing this with the CEO. Later. Yeah. Um, very sheltered. Well, and, and especially, there was no reason not to have it because I don't know if you knew this or not, but you could get forty-five million hours free by just putting a CD into your computer. They they came in the mail all the time. Sometimes it was just 50 free hours of AOL. Sometimes uh-huh. it was 75,000. Sometimes it was 2 million. Sometimes it was, you know, the numbers varied, but I'm pretty certain that that's how the internet worked for a long time. Anyway, uh, moving to uh, the next round wait, of the semifinals. Okay. And by computer, do you mean typewriter? Because that's what I typed all my... You had a typewriter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a typewriter. It was like really, really fucking fancy, right? So like it, you had to like load like a copy like uh like a carbon paper into it with another piece and it had like a little like a led um display thing where you could see what you were typing and then like so you could type faster than it was going and the memory was like i want to say maybe 125 like uh megabytes i want to say and it could remember and then it would type it out as it was going so you could type really like faster than the thing would go because it would remember everything that you were typing so, you, so that was an actual word processor, something you'd plug in and use, but it didn't have a screen. No, it was like a typewriter. Gotcha. It was like a, it was like one of the newfangled. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what I typed all my typed all my reports on. All right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. So the next round of the finals, uh, Chunk. <laughs> we yeah, have yeah. We have uh, all-in-one desk chairs. Uh huh. Up against having a crush on a girl only because you were told that they like you first. Now, Tim, this is tough for me. This is tough for me. Because I still, I I would argue 
that the cyst that is on the lower part of my spine that is attached that I would have to have major surgery to disconnect and clean and drain out mm-hmm. is a prime result of the wedgies that I received from these desk chairs. Oh, it probably was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how many, however, how many cysts have you gotten from having somebody tell you that somebody else has a crush on you? Uh, never because no one's ever told me that they liked me. I mean, in high school at least. Yeah. As far as cysts go, I mean, they're certainly an uneven spread here. Yeah, it's kind of tough. Now, but listening to your story, Tim, mm-hmm. I feel like maybe I have a little bit of emotional connection to this idea of, like, convincing yourself that maybe somebody likes you. Yeah. You know what, Tim? I can't think of an, I can think of a time, actually. Hold on, Tim. Hold on. This might be a game changer. One time, a teacher wrote, great job at the top of my paper. <laughs> And I, I immediately started to really feel a lot of emotional connection there. Yeah. Shout out to Miss Knudsen. Miss Knudsen, I know that you were. Oh, Miss Knudsen was incredible. Stupid hot. Um, she is currently a divorce, so if she'd like to hit me up, go ahead and uh, slide in my DMs. Because uh, I saw her. She's. Uh, anyway, so that being said, uh, also speaking of just like hot teachers from high school, Miss LeBrew, uh, the Spanish teacher. Always had a big crush on her, and I just saw her not that long ago. Tim, she gave me a very long hug where she pushed both boobs up against me. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, I think this was like a year ago. Still looks great. She is, like, easily in her late 50s. Still fine. Fine. Man, I, uh, I hope she hears this so she can go on the roller coaster of being told that she still looks super hot and then being told uh, that she is probably in her late 50s, which is not... <laughs> Not the most endearing uh, thing to say about a lady. Uh, here's the thing, Tim. I only date 50 year Oh. Yeah, when I say Tinder moms, I'm like, I'm like on the verge of like a MILF-GILF situation. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. Yeah. Like real, real honest to God MILF-GILF. Not like porn ones where they're actually like two years younger than their like step son. Right. Right, like actual, I'm talking like sexual crime level MILF guilt. <laughs> All right. Yeah, here, Tim. So if there's any MILF guilt stuff, that would like to slide into my DMs. Yeah, hit uh, us up at will... professionalcasual.com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and uh, uh, if you could leave a five-star review for the show, if you are a MILF guilt, with your phone number, we will hit you up for sure. Tim. Yeah. We have to choose a winner here. Yeah. Between all-in-one desk chairs, and having a crush on a girl only because she was... I'm going to have to go... I'm going to have to go having a crush on a girl only because you were told they liked you first. Mm. All right. Going into the finals, Tim, I did that for you. I did that for you. Having never experienced that myself, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do that for you. I I appreciate that. Um, mm-hmm. It's obviously one of the most important things that I've ever written down in my dream journal. So the fact That's that, that it is connected with you... Has made this all worth it. Uh, not, it. Not losing my paycheck for three months and most likely being reprimanded by HR for things that I not only didn't know happened, but uh, number two, I would not have done. But, you know, they they were done in my name. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I, I Tim, have to live with that. Tim, what if I told you that I, uh, I'll go for, I'll go to bat for it and it's a party afterwards. Oh, all right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Top level management right there, folks. I'm going to go back for you. 
I also just want to throw in a little thing here too. Check out a bonus episode that we are going to record right after this. I have a lot to say about Mr. Miller's math class. Um, oh, oh boy. And Do I also have And it'll be it'll be well worth it. But okay. going into the final round. Going into the final rounds. Guys, you can you can go check out that bonus episode over at patreon.com slash professional casual. Last well, round. Okay. Last chance. The swim unit mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. having a crush on a girl only because you were told that they like you first. Okay. Tim, I I need you. Oh, thank you. Me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, I, I do. Tim, I need you both financially, legally, and other multiple situations. Because, Tim, I have signed a lot of things under your name. Mm. We need, you need to convince me that swim unit and gym could win this tournament. Every year, one of the darkest days of the year mm-hmm. is going back to school after the Christmas and New Year's Eve break. Mm. One of the only things that makes that time worse is knowing that you're not only staring down the barrel of having to go back to school after one to two weeks off, Mm -hmm. but that is actually a double barrel. And the other barrel is the swim unit. And you have it first period. You're going to go in, and you're not smart enough like... uh, the magnificent hog was in high school. You didn't think mm-hmm. to bring a separate change of clothes. No, mm-hmm. you brought your one change of clothes and your hoodie that you wore every day. Mm-hmm. And you go and you swim mm-hmm. and you take a shower afterwards. And you know that Mr. Marks or Mr. Brown, whether you, if you were in middle school or high school, gave you exactly 45 seconds to get out of the pool, shower and change before your next class started. There was zero percent chance that you could adequately shower and get changed. You were going to put on your hoodie and your jeans and you were going to not soak, but you were going to infuse those clothes with chlorine and sweat and stress because you did not get to clean yourself. You did not get to dry off fully before putting your clothes on. And now you are late for your next class and you knew that you were going to smell and look that way for the next seven hours. There is, there is a reason people would figure out a way to get a doctor's note to be out of gym for a month. And that number grew every year in high school. Freshman year, we didn't really know what to expect. Sophomore year, you saw two kids over on that bench. And you were like, wow, what a great idea. Junior year, the amount of kids on that bench usually tripled. Senior year... There was like three kids in the pool total. When you're in middle school, they separated the swim unit to guys and girls. When you were in there with just a bunch of your friends, playing water polo, doing flips off the diving board, it was fun. It was great. But high school brought a whole nother level to it that not only made you stress out, but it kept you up at night. What am I going to do? Can I get that doctor's note? Can I fake sick? Should I just not go to school? You had a lot of options, but none of them were good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim, I feel like you talking to a girl that you like because my my entire magnificent hog and testicles just retracted up into my body mm-hmm. from hearing that. Yeah, chills, Tim. I got chills. But Tim, we would not. We would be remiss, uh, though. It might be hard to beat Tim. Convince me 
that having a crush on a girl only because someone told you they liked you first could win this tournament. There is not a more intense or fleeting type of love than the love that is pulled from nowhere, from the void itself, when you are told someone likes you. You develop and you manifest and you make up feelings that don't exist and aren't there. And you're willing to put those feelings on the line for everything because someone out there may just potentially actually like you. And not only is it a potential, you've now been told by a friend of that person that they have a crush on you. And why would that not be real? Why would it not be true? There's zero percent chance that it's untrue. In fact, if you liked someone, you wouldn't be able to tell them in person. You would have one of your friends go and check it out for you. So everything adds up. So you should commit to this. You should commit your time and your energy and the time in which you stay awake with racing thoughts, not being able to sleep, developing more and more feelings towards this person until the day when you respond and you say, you know what? Yeah, I do like you. Let's go out. And then your shoes and your feet are suddenly above your head as the, the carpet has been pulled out from under you. And it was just a joke. They were just messing with you. They didn't think that you'd respond that way. They were just throwing it out there for the hell of it. You, Chuck, have already spent 10 times easily the hours of thought and putting it into this than they have. It was a whim for them. They probably forgot they even told you that when you responded. They put, I don't know, two, three minutes into it saying, hey, you should go over there and tell them this. That would be funny. And you've extrapolated and you've wrenched your hands and you've gone through turmoil to decide how you're going to respond to this. All for nothing. All to be laughed at. All to be torn down piece by piece and to never trust anyone again. You will never love again. Because you were tricked once and you will never be able to trust. Wow. Um, I think we have a winner here, folks. And more importantly, if I can piggyback Tim, kind of realizing having a crush on girl only because someone told you that they liked you first only to then find out that it was all a joke i can't help but feel like maybe that the psychological damage especially if it goes untreated creates this whole simp bitch culture that we have today this this yearning to just constantly yeah emotional distress and pain tim our winner tonight here at elite eight showdown Tim's bracket is having a crush on a girl only because someone told you that they liked you first. <laughs> oh my, look at the card. Tim, multiple adolescent white fat kids just bawling their eyes out in the crowd. Which which every every single person goes through. Every single yep. person is a white adolescent every, fat kid at one point. Every Every single person. Mm -hmm. We all have that face. I think some of some it looks like some of them may be reliving this all over again from their high school years. Tim, thank you for, for saving our show today and crowning yet another champion. And of course, if you like this show, please check out our other amazing shows here at the Professional Casual Network over at www.professionalcasual.com. Uh, you can check out shows like The Space Between Presents, I Saw a Tiger, and Big Fiction Energy. 
Tim, what is going on over at The Space Between Presents? So The Space Between Presents is about done. We're, we're, we're closing up. We're getting to the end of our deep dive on each individual episode of The Tiger King. We are starting to prepare and ramp up for Season 2 of The Space Between Presents. We're super excited that Season 1 has been going very well and is about to close up. Super excited to start Season 2. We also have uh, The Space Between... Obviously, very similar name. The first episode of that is out. It goes over a review of the Final Fantasy VII Remake that is hosted by myself and Dan Cole. And uh, we get into it a little bit. For the most part, pretty on the same page until the end, when we have a very serious disagreement about one of the major things that was added to that game. Um, And that channel, The Space Between, will be uh, video game reviews, comic reviews, comic book movies, and, and that type of stuff. Uh, we also have Big Fiction Energy, which is Dan Cole's book, Lanny Girl Without Fear. We record that little by little, voice acted, each chapter individually, and release that every other week. And yeah, that's what we have going on. I, I have listened to the, I guess you could you could call it home show, The Space Between, mm-hmm. where you, you and Dan sit down and discuss it. I hate it the Final Fantasy franchise. I've been pretty vocal about it uh, <laughs> to anybody who's willing to listen. But listening to you guys talk about it, it's actually a really interesting dive. <clears throat> and I was able to kind of learn more about it. I'm still not going to fucking play that stupid game. Well, now you don't have to. We played it for you. You did. We you took that bullet for you, Chuck. I felt, I felt better about my life because now when, uh, you know, annoying neckbeard nerd dudes hanging out or talking about, I can, I can, I can, but uh, I'll understand why it's not as good as the original. Or you can check out the show and find out actually why these guys kind of liked it. It seemed like better. We, we have two pretty big audiences for that show. The first yep. one is people that have played it or are going to play it and just want to hear a little bit more about it and see other people's takes on it. The other is people who hate it and just want a slightly entertaining way to, to get more information on it so they can shit all over the people that do. And we mm-hmm, really mm-hmm. like to support both of those bases. Mm-hmm. And Tim, a uh, hot take, fuck those guys. <laughs> you can tell them that I said that over here at Elite 8 Showdown, Big Chuck, they got a problem. They can come into my DMs and then find my house, and I'll fight them. I'll fight all of them. Oh. If you also liked all this stuff that we produce, please check out patreon.com slash professionalcasual for bonus episodes where you can hear our employee reviews tim we got employee reviews coming up yeah i already have done a couple of them i was unaware that i was being recorded at the time and i'm not really sure we're gonna have to get to the tech department and find out who uh recorded them all so we can find out if they're unionized so then i can fucking fire them tim somebody's getting fired this season that's for sure but also check out my friends and hopefully yours soon as well the wreck my podcast and breaker and bane's power hour of course over at uh, work my podcast jordan joe Craiger, and cam uh talk about everything from their childhood and nostalgia and everything they also have a great show where they just kind of sit around and talk about stuff around a table and see if it indeed did wreck their childhood or their podcast and of course breaker and bane's power hour where my buddies brian breaker and bane talk about everything from wrestling to toys to fucking weird stuff that they find that is just super messed up and everything in between as well as uh interviews of course tim one of my favorite interviews they ever did was when they interviewed me oh that's right i was on their show a long time ago 
going over a back, well, actually birthed this show, Tim. The 90s Telewar tournament bracket actually was the infancy of what this show has now become. And we went over that entire show. I professed my love, Baywatch, and the fact that Hasselhoff was like the father I never had mm. as a child. Yeah. Yeah. And things like that. And definitely go into the archives and check that show out. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and squirrels, I have been your host, Big Chuck. For Tim, his last name is Where They Wear the Fancy Pants, France. We say goodbye, stay safe, and remember, leave the blood on the brackets. This has been Elite Eight Showdown. A special thanks to our sponsor, Bearded Dragon Games in Oneana, New York, who has gifted us a Catacan Colonel model to give away to you, our fans. For your chance to win, follow us on Twitter at Top Tier Casual, the professional casual on instagram or follow the professional casual network on facebook you can get an extra entry for each as well as extra entries for being a background patreon or leaving a review for any or all of the professional casual network shows on apple podcasts that's up to six additional entries for leaving reviews on each also please give the bearded dragon some love on facebook at facebook.com bdcomics and beardeddragongames.com we will be taking entries up to June 29th at 11.59 p.m. A winner will be drawn live on June 30th.